Greetings creeps. Welcome to Horror Girl Problems, the podcast slash videocast. Thanks for listening, Mom and Nephew Noah. I'm going to tell you guys a secret. I already recorded this intro weeks ago, as it were. Um, but I can't find the video for this, only the audio. So here we are. And my neighbor has just begun his saxophone practice, which I love. And it's like my favorite part of the afternoon. But um, interesting timing. Well, trick or treat, happy Halloween. Today's treat is some more real-life paranormal activity. We've got Marco and Erica to regale you with tales of the supernatural and real-life paranormal experiences. There we are. There it is. Ah! <laughs> you get it? You're such a dull boy. <laughs> Tell me about it. Quarantine has made me a very dull boy. <laughs> Best goddamn bartender from Timbuktu to Portland, Maine. I even brought a little a little prop. Oh, yes. Nice. <laughs> so here's the five miserable months of quarantine. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I figure it's got to be five o'clock at the Overlook, so. Oh, it's always five o'clock at the Overlook. Right. <laughs> you I look great. Makeup. Your makeup's awesome. What makeup? Thank you. Uh, your hair, I meant. Your hair yeah, is what, off. Yeah, I was like, excuse me, sir, what What did you just say to me? Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see you. I'm so it's excited. It's good to see you, too. Yeah, I feel like we, we know each other through social media, so it's, it's cool to finally be able to actually have a conversation with you. Yes, and is it weird that I feel like I know you from more than social media, even though I only know you from social media? Like, I feel like I know you, and then I'm like, oh, we've actually haven't met. No, I think that's pretty much the norm yeah. these days, especially uh, this year. So that's true. Because even people I've known for a long time, this is this is how we interact. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So thank you for doing this because this is such a great idea, and thank it's you. just a, a fun way of of keeping the Halloween spirit alive and well. So well, thank really you. Cool. It's actually I'm just a selfish asshole, and I'm just trying to keep. I'm like, what entertains me? Okay, tell me scary stories, guys. <laughs> Fair enough. And then I'll sh I just happen to like, we'll go ahead and record it and share it with anyone else who's interested in it. No, I think it's great. I love hearing other people's scary stories and it's, uh, and they're fun to talk about. So cool. are you ready to talk about yours and creep us out? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version cause it's sort of a, a longer story, but okay. basically, um, back in 2002, I moved out to LA with one of my best friends and my brother was already out here. And he was house sitting for a friend of his who was a Hollywood stuntman who was in Europe filming a movie. So he was house sitting for like two or three months uh, in North Hollywood. And it was the perfect place for us to just go and like use as a home base while we search for apartments. And it was a typical San Fernando Valley single story home, had a swimming pool, had a guest house, it, very positive energy, Didn't, nothing about it was creepy at all. And it's just over a period of a few weeks certain strange things kind of started escalating. And um, the first thing that was sort of out of the ordinary, they had two dogs that they left behind. They were adorable. Uh, there were these roly-poly, medium-sized dogs. They were mutts, but they were real-life brother and sister, so they were named Bart and Lisa. So they were just, <laughs> yeah, they were adorable. Right. Um, usually very good-natured and very friendly, but for some reason, they started acting weird. They stopped eating uh, consistently, and they would, at times, just kind of disappear. 
and we didn't exactly know where they were going. We were freaking out. We thought maybe someone left the gate open. I mean, they couldn't fit under the bed or we checked closets or whatever. There's only so many places they could hide. And eventually we found out that they were hiding for lack of a better term in the backyard. Um, they had a, a wall that kind of defined the property. It wasn't a fence, but, and, you know, uh, shrubs and bushes along the perimeter. And they would be sitting facing the corner, totally Blair Witch style with their, with their tails, their tails between their legs, just both facing the wall. And, you know, you don't have to be a, an animal expert to know that that's distressed body language. <laughs> and so that was kind of weird, but I think we kind of rationalize it. Well, look, I mean, you know, pets can behave strangely if their routine is thrown off, especially if they're around strangers or whatever. So, I mean, uh, my brother and I grew up with dogs our whole lives. So we love dogs. We, we feel very comfortable with them, but they did not feel comfortable. Something was throwing them off. Again, we figured, okay, they just, maybe it's the family being gone or whatever. Uh, then sometime after that, uh, I went to take a shower one morning and nothing but mud came out. Oh. And in fact, mud started kind of coming up through the drains all over the house, whether it was in the kitchen sink, in the bathroom, none of the plumbing worked. And, uh, and so we got a plumber out there. They said that there must be old pipes to the house and they theorize that maybe a root system kind of ruptured the pipes. Um, I'm not a plumber, so I don't know the, the technicalities behind it, but I know it sounds plausible. I'm sure it happens, okay. but it happened like literally overnight. And it seems like that sort of problem would generally develop over time. Right. Um, but this was very much like one day the plumbing was working fine and the next just mud. So I don't remember the exact period of time that we did not have any plumbing in that house, but it was pretty uncomfortable. Uh, we, it's gross, but basically we like, we're basically using the swimming pool to bathe ourselves. And <laughs> we had to walk to the supermarket um, to use the bathroom for like a week. And they had to bring back a whole crew and they ripped up the ground and they had, a, it was this whole thing. So that was weird, but again, not supernatural per se. It was just kind of weird timing. Uh, then one evening, and this was probably around November, I'm guessing, because it got dark pretty early. Uh, I just happened to be the first person back at the house before my brother and my friend. And I had to go use the bathroom and to use the bathroom. Oh, and I should also uh, take a moment to acknowledge the fact that the, the husband and wife had a newborn baby. So they, they were all living in Europe filming this movie. So to get to the bathroom, you had to walk past the crib room. There was a crib and there was like a wall of stuffed animals. And I turned on the hallway light. And as I was walking past the crib room, you know, there was a window there with sort of ambient street light cast upon the, the stuffed animals. And I just casually glanced into the room. And I swear to God, I saw a human face <laughs> among the stuffed animals looking right at me. And I couldn't define any gender. It was very androgynous. I don't even recall seeing any eyebrows or hair whatsoever. The eyes were kind of sunken in and it looked very solemn and sort of, you know, kind of like a statue almost, but it very distinct from anything else around it because there were, you know, stuffed animals. They were just cute and cuddly. And, and this was not, it was not cute or cuddly. It was not cute or cuddly. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I, I actually like jumped back. It startled me. And 
it's really weird to explain like my brain knew that it wasn't a person standing in that room because if 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 I thought that I would have ran out of the house and called 911 but at the same time I knew that something wasn't right like something was out of place so I went around the house and I started turning on all the lights and I turned on the tv I just did anything I could to kind of make it feel normal and then I circled back and I poked my head in the room and of course everything was fine okay, I thought, you know, overactive imagination, maybe it was the way the shadow was cast on the stuffed animals. Maybe, you know, I thought I saw something that wasn't there or whatever. So I I was still able to pretty much ignore that. Um, It bothered me, but I was like, all right, whatever. I was staying in the guest house, by the way, this whole time. My brother was in the main bedroom and my my buddy was in the guest bedroom. Uh, It was getting colder at night and the insulation wasn't great in the guest house if they even had insulation. So I ended up moving and sleeping on the couch. And I don't know if it was the first night that I did that, or it was pretty soon after that. There was one night where I just woke up out of a dead sleep middle of the night and my heart was just pounding. And it's very hard to articulate, but I had a thought that was in my head and it did not feel like it was one of my own thoughts. And I know that's probably a definition of insanity, but it's never happened to me before or since, thankfully. So, um, and it's not like I heard a voice. It just, it was like information that was in my head that I woke up with. And the only way I could interpret it was where's the baby or who are you, you know, where, you know, where's the family, but it felt very concerned about the baby. And I thought, well, that's a pretty strange thought to wake up to in the middle of the night for no reason. But I, again, I reasoned, all right, that must be just, I just had a nightmare. I mean, I literally woke up, so whatever. And as I'm trying to kind of calm down and get my heart rate back to normal, I hear what sounds like Bart and Lisa um, running from one side of the house to the other. It's hardwood floors. And I thought that was strange because they were, they weren't spring chickens. They were older and they were pretty lethargic. I'd never seen them in all the weeks that I was there. And I never saw him run once, but I just figured, okay, well maybe there's like a raccoon or there's something outside that has their attention or whatever. And they kept doing it back and forth, back and forth. So I realized at some point I was like, all right, I'm not going to fall asleep. I'm just going to watch some TV on mute. I'll turn on the light and I'll just try to chill out and just whatever. As soon as I turned the light on, I saw the two dogs waking up. Oh God. And like, like I was bothering them because I turned the light on and they kind of looked at me sort of, you know, and at that moment, uh, it just, it just freaked me out. I, I actually, I got, I remember I went to the kitchen, I got a bottle of whiskey. I knocked on my buddy's door. Uh, I knew if I told my brother, he was like a a total skeptic Mm -hmm. that he would just be upset that I woke him up. So I knew that Tony, my buddy was probably going to be a little bit more forgiving so I woke him up and I said, Hey man, can we just sit on the front steps uh, for a minute? I just want to be, able, I just, I need to tell you something. And he's like, okay. So we sit on the front steps and he, you know, he lights a cigarette and I'm just like trying to calm my nerves with a little bit of whiskey. And I basically tell him everything that I, that I told you. And to his credit, he didn't, he didn't make fun of me or whatever, but I, I asked him, I was like, had you experienced anything strange? And he hadn't. Um, so I didn't fall asleep the rest of the night. Um, and I remember the next day when I had the place to myself again, I felt silly doing it, but I kind of talked to the house mm-hmm. and I just, I basically said something along the lines of, Hey, 
we're just visitors. The baby's fine. The family's fine. They'll be back soon. You know, everything's cool. And that, and that was it. And we didn't stay too long after that, but I didn't really experience, experience anything after that point. It, you know, so I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I never really got any definitive answer as to what, uh, if anything was in the house from the family, I, I'm not, I wasn't friends with the guy who owned the house. My brother has since lost touch with him and he never would have asked him for me if anything right. was weird about the house. So I never really got to like, cause I, I always wanted to be able to sit him down and be like, Hey, is there anything strange about this place? Yeah. Whatever. And, uh, and that was it. That's kind of the long story short um, or sort of short, but, uh, but it just, it felt to me as if something in that house was definitely either protective of the baby or maybe kind of possessive. And I don't know what, all I know is that it sounded like when I heard the dogs running around, the reason why I thought it was the dogs running around was because I heard claws. Oh God. Oh God. Right. And oh, it wasn't, no. and it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like a, like a rat or anything like that. I mean, I, it was big enough for me to mistake it for like a, you know, a medium sized dog. Yeah. So that was sort of what unnerved me the most about it. And I don't know, you could interpret that as, it was, you know, uh, maybe posturing, trying to just get get rid of the strangers, you know, by maybe, uh, you know, making the plumbing stop working, making life as uncomfortable as possible right. just to get rid of us. Or maybe it was all a bunch of coincidences and I was just a crazy person for that <laughs> point in time. But, but I never experienced anything like that before or since. And uh, between the, the face and then hearing what I heard... Um, it was enough to make me uh, a believer for sure. Uh, yes. Yeah. God, I hope it was something protective. And I, I really hope it's, as you said, like the claws and the face was just kind of like a posturing, kind of like in Beetlejuice. Like they're like, we like our family. We love the baby. We don't know who these people are and we want them out. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's the positive spin for sure. Um, you know, I mean, I never felt like threatened or whatever, but it was definitely, it was a really interesting kind of series of, of events that sort of escalated. And I'm not surprised that if there was something there that it chose me to communicate because I'm, I'm definitely of the three of us, at least at the time, I was definitely the most open-minded mm-hmm. about this stuff. Um, and ironically, my brother has since become a believer because he actually had a really freaky story within the past year. So he now believes me finally after all these years. (laughs) So I got a little bit of vindication from that. Um, But yeah, it was, it was really, it was surreal. It's uh, your brain doesn't kind of know how to process it. And that's it. That was, that was the story. That's a good one. And your brain makes every possible logical explanation for it that it possibly can just so it doesn't have to be like, yeah, it was some weird ghost stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, up until the night with where I heard what sounded like the dogs running around, even up until then, I was still rationalizing it. And, right. you know, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't know. Uh, I never want to say definitively one way or the other. Uh, but to me, it definitely opened up my mind to the possibility. And I, I've, I listen to other people's stories a little bit more closely now and I give them the benefit of the doubt because right. it's uh, when it happens to you, you, you know, it, um, it definitely changes your, your view on things. Yeah, I imagine. That's a really good one. I love that. It's like, <laughs> I feel like I have like chills, like just thinking about the little Yeah, I, I, honestly, I get goosebumps every time I, I tell <laughs> it. Um, have you ever experienced anything? No. 
Okay. <laughs> do you want to, or you want to? No, okay. I do not. <laughs> you guys hear that? I'm not inviting anything. I don't need. I don't need proof. I'm. I'm fine. I'm. I am a believer. I'm not a skeptic. Um, yeah. And I don't need proof of it. I don't need to interact with it. I'm fine. Just, you know, it exists. I exist, and we don't yeah. cross paths. Just sort of a mutual <laughs> respect. I think that's smart. I mean, I, ironically, growing up, I always wanted to have a UFO sighting. I was I was obsessed with UFOs. Like I was yeah. that was like the one experience I always wanted, and instead I got what I got. So <laughs> all right, cool. I uh, mean, it could have been aliens. We don't know. You didn't see the actual UFO, but I mean, who's to say you weren't contacted by aliens, Marco? We don't know that. <laughs> this is true. This is true. We don't know that. We but, do uh, not. We cannot rule that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was it. It was um, it was an interesting time, for I sure. Love- well, thank you. I love that. Also, something about you dressed as Jack, drinking your whiskey, and then at certain a certain point you're telling the story and you did one of these, and you were just totally Jack. Oh well, I don't know There's if that's a, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> I, I don't know either. It remains to be seen, I guess. Yeah, I felt like I wanted uh, something that didn't have a mask. Yeah. Because I want to be able to actually have a conversation. Right. And I feel like <laughs> Halloween this year is going to be mostly on Zoom. I feel like, well, let's not have a mask. And yeah, I told you it's super basic, though. It's not really. No, like, but it's so that's one of my favorite movies ever. Like, it's so close to my heart. So I was like very excited. <laughs> this is Trick or Treat Studios for anyone that wants the official replica. This is it. So official replica. All right. Well, that's, what they, that's what they say. Yeah. So. yeah. Cool. But, right. uh, but yeah, it seems pretty good to me. So plug it, plug it, plug it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's cool. All right. Uh, are you ready for your questions? Absolutely. Fire away. All right. Who is your favorite final girl? That's really hard. Um, I like it when final girls are proactive and they kind of go on the offense. Um, so naturally, uh, Nancy from, from Nightmare comes to mind. Uh, I like the way that Ginny from Friday part two, the way she was able to kind of use psychology against Jason. But uh, I'd have to say probably Laurie Strode based on the arc that they gave her in the new Halloween. I love that arc. I love the, the, the PTSD. I love the alcoholism. I love the fact that she became this badass hunter and she retrofitted her house to become a giant booby trap. <laughs> I just thought, I thought all that was so cool. And, and it was so interesting to see a, a final girl with that much gravitas, right. you know? Um, so yeah, Lori, but ironically, I, w- I wouldn't have said that until the new one. I mean, she, right. she was, I, I love, I love Jamie Lee Curtis and I love Lori, but you know, uh, I, I liked seeing her really become a warrior. Right. I was just talking about this the other day too. Um, we rarely get that. Like what other final girl have we gotten to see progress to that point? It doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she totally, they, they did the uh, Terminator 2 Sarah Connor treatment. Yes, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I love that. And I'm so, you know, like everyone else, I'm just really frustrated that we couldn't get the next one until yes. next year. Because um, I, I, I'm really curious to see how they develop her character more. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited for that. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was your most traumatic horror experience? If it's not the ghost story. <laughs> no, no. I mean, no, that was, that was definitely weird. Um, probably I consider Predator to be a horror movie. Okay. I, I think it's essentially a slasher flick, uh, except 
instead of, you know, teenagers, you've got giant muscular mercenaries, but it's basically a slasher movie. Um, my dad and my brother took me to see that in the theater when I was seven years old. Oh God. <laughs> right. And I don't think, I honestly don't think they knew what it was. I thought they just, mm. I think they just thought it was a, another Schwarzenegger action flick. Right. Um, and so that moment when the, the skinned corpses of the soldiers <laughs> were hanging upside down from the tree and they reveal that I booked it out of the theater. Oh I just, I took my seven year old ass and I was just like I was going, <laughs> my my dad had to find me in a bathroom stall. <laughs> he convinced me to go back into the theater and I was watching like this and then I think once the predators started like killing people I was like uh uh-uh, uh 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 so I feel really bad for my dad but he sat with me in the lobby for the rest of the movie my brother ended up watching it. Um, and yeah, that was pretty traumatizing because I wasn't expecting it. I, you know, right. I was watching the, the weird thing is I was still, I was watching Friday the 13th movies, like with my, one of my best friends at around the same age. I don't know if it was because it was in the theater and I wasn't expecting it, but like, it just totally caught me off guard and freaked me out. Yeah. I feel like it's the perfect alchemy of like seeing it on a big screen in a darkened theater and then just being blindsided by what it is. Yeah. Surround sound and everything. And it was just felt larger than life. And it was just, uh, you know, and it's an, it's, it's an amazing movie. Like it's, it's really effective. So my seven-year-old brain though was, uh, couldn't handle it at the time. That's fantastic. I love that. Wait, you've got, you've since gone back and rewatched the whole thing. Love it. One of my, uh, absolutely love it. And yeah. So it's, I, I've recovered. All right. You've, you've made it past the skinned corpses now. You can sit through yeah. that. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your favorite horror franchise? Um, probably, I don't know. I'd probably go with like Evil Dead. Ooh, okay. Good one. <laughs> I mean, I, I love Evil Dead so much. Um, but also, I mean, I also want to say Friday the 13th because... <laughs> there's no other like evil dead it shifted tone a little bit from part one and part two obviously and then part three was just you know completely bonkers but a free for all <laughs> right but it was felt more kind of organic with friday the 13th if you went back in a time machine to 1980 and you showed people friday the 13th and then you showed people jason x and you said they're part of the same franchise people would ask what you're smoking i mean <laughs> i don't think there's any other franchise in any genre that really doesn't only jump the shark, but it jumps like the ocean. And <laughs> and it's, I mean, what they ended up doing with that, with that whole franchise and the character is just so crazy. Um, so I kind of, I really love like how they did that and just yeah. how it just kept changing and becoming something totally different. Uh, so I have respect for that too. All right. Ultimate respect for Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is there any horror film that you would like to see rebooted or remade? Uh, I mean, the short answer is kind of no. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I feel like, I feel like if a movie, if a horror movie can benefit from improved special effects, if it could really enhance the experience, kind of like what Carpenter did with the thing, Okay, then in that case, I think, sure, let's take another stab at something um, because it's definitely better than a guy in a rubber suit. <laughs> so I feel like uh, using that criteria, I think, I don't know, I think it'd be pretty cool to see like 
a new Creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. R-rated as a period piece set in the 1950s in the Amazon and really just turn that into something like super scary. I think that could be pretty cool. Just making it, I, I love the period piece aspect of it. Like definitely don't set it modern day no. and, and just kind of uh, almost like apocalypse now going up that river, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and really making the gill man is, is, as terrifying as possible. So I, I don't know. I think that could be, that could be fun. Yeah. Well, it's such a cool concept too. You know what I mean? So if they were to translate that and just use like all the modern technology that they can throw at the practical effects now would be really cool. Although, I mean, the original creature suit is fucking amazing as well. It is. It is. But I, mean, I just, I feel like, like, again, I would go with almost like an apocalypse now tone of these yes. people stranded in the jungle. And, and there's this thing that's, you know, after them, um, I guess that kind of goes back to my predator trauma, but <laughs> yeah, absolutely does. A hundred percent. Yeah. All right, Universe, I'll give this guy the money to make the new creature from the Black Lagoon meets Apocalypse Now. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Are there any horror films you think should be off-limits to reboots and remakes? Um, I mean, yeah. Like, I, I think probably most of them, but certainly, like, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a movie that can't be improved. There's no special effects you can add to that that would enhance the terror. Right. The performances are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, don't fix it if it ain't broke. I mean, I could say, you could say that about Jaws. You could say that about, there's, there's so many movies, but um, definitely, yeah. If special effects can't help enhance the experience, don't even bother. And even then, sometimes like cheesy special effects are part of the charm if, if that's the case. That's yeah. true. That's true. So I'm not anti-practical effects at all. I love practical effects. I, I prefer them, but... Um, that's the only way I could possibly justify redoing something, but like, don't, yeah, don't mess with the exorcist. Yeah. Don't, I, <laughs> that's a threat. If I ever heard one, don't mess yeah. with the exorcist. <laughs> All right. You're the final girl in a horror film. What is your kill song? That is an excellent question. Um, I would probably have to go with, uh, there's this band called the black angels. Okay. And they have a song called young men dead. And if you hear it, you've probably, like, I think they've used it in, in a couple of things already. Um, I think it was in the first season of True Detective. Uh, and it's just one of the most badass songs ever. Okay. <laughs> so uh, anytime I'm, like, jogging and I hear that, I end up running a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would be a good, you know, a good kick-ass song for, for a climax of a horror movie. Nice. Okay. I'm going to have to look that one up. And I might use it. I might have to steal it as my jogging song also. So thank you. <laughs> let me know. Let me know how you like it. That's the real what, reason I asked this question. I'm just building up my jogging playlist. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> All right. Final question. Why horror? Uh, it was just always, I mean, it's fun. It's thought provoking. It's cathartic. Um, I was just always attracted to it. I mean, ever since watching, you know, Friday the 13th VHS tapes at my best friend's house on a shag carpet in the 80s. I mean, that's like <laughs> an essential experience that, that people try to recreate now. And, and, I, and that's sort of what I grew up with. And it felt forbidden and exciting. And also there's just so much you can do with the genre. You can be 
silly, like with Evil Dead 2, or you could be terrifying, like with The Exorcist, and everything in between. And, uh, and I, you know, there's, I, I'm pretty sure it's a Werner Herzog quote, but, and you probably have heard it, but he basically says, civilization is a thin layer of ice upon an ocean of, a vast ocean of chaos and darkness, right? And I think horror is the one genre that acknowledges that and leans into that and isn't afraid to fracture that ice or shatter it completely to show us what's underneath. And I right. think, especially with a year like this year, I think now more than ever, we can all appreciate that sentiment of just how fragile everything is. Um, so I, it's, uh, you know, I just, I think it's, um, it's an important genre and also the community is so awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really know any other genre in the world that has such a devout, loyal and loving community and such an inclusive community. And so that, that just sort of enhances the experience, but absolutely. Uh, and, but from a writer point of view, it's just, it's so much fun. Like, it's a I playground. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a playground and it's just, it's really, uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. Amen to that. Bravo. <laughs> oh, dude, thank you. <laughs> All right. One more cheers to you, Jackie boy. Cheers. Thank you so much for doing this. It was a blast to have you. Thank you very much. It was awesome to finally uh, meet you and, uh, and hang out. And I look yes. forward to the rest of the series and hearing other people's scary stories. Ah, thank you. So, hey! <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> there it is. I'm her technician today. <laughs> Perfect. Doing a bang-up job. I love it. <laughs> is, that, is that a Wednesday Adams I see? Yes, a half-assed Wednesday, Adam. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> this is my costume. I'm a homicidal maniac. They look just like everyone else. <laughs> I did like a half-assed Ghostbuster uh, the, like two days ago, and I was you couldn't see any of it. You could only see this, and I was like, <laughs> uh, I need to rethink this. <laughs> so it was like literally half-assed. Half-assed, yeah. Worse <laughs> this is my first Zoom call ever so oh, uh, the yeah zoom call. i feel very honored then yeah i honestly i think it's my first like facetime kind of thing too ever really yeah <laughs> how did you guys get through quarantine without having to do a million facetimes i feel like everyone was like obsessively facetiming um it's mostly just been texting <laughs> okay yeah because a lot of the people that we would facetime it's like family members and they're older so <laughs> Okay, There's no FaceTiming with them. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's I live right. with my mom, so. So you don't FaceTime her from, like, the other room? and just No, no. <laughs> just right. yell up, like, Mom. All right, are you ready to creep me out? Uh, sure. I'm not super creepy, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Unless right. being a cat lady is creepy, then. Depending on who you ask, it's a little. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it. All right. Um. Okay, so I have three stories. Two are mine and then one is my mom's, but it kind of ties into one of mine. Okay. All right. So, okay. So I'll start with the, the first one was in high school. Um, Tommy and his band Shark Week, um, <laughs> they rented out a, a storage unit and uh, one of their practices, it was a summer night. And so we had it um, open a little bit and always saw it was in between. I think they were just about to finish. And, um, we saw, we all saw, there was like seven of us in the tiny little <laughs> storage unit and we saw legs and feet walk by 
And we're like, that's weird. We're the only ones in here. So we opened it really fast because all of us were standing there since we were getting ready to go and there was no one there. And there's no way that someone could have like ran really fast past us or like, I don't know if they were Spider-Man and they like parkoured up <laughs> or something. And then, so we were all standing around outside of the storage unit talking about how weird that was. And we were all kind of in a circle and I felt something like go from shoulder to shoulder, like someone was brushing me. And then my hair went like this <laughs> and there was no wind, no anything. So everyone was like, did you see that? <laughs> so and apparently they all the saw? ghost like, yeah, everyone oh, saw shit. it. So apparently the ghost liked me because I was the only girl there <laughs> or something. So we're like, okay. And there was no breeze because it was summertime. It was really hot and gross out. So that was my one story. And then um, another time it was after we moved into this house. Um, so sometime after graduation. So I guess technically a little while after that story, um, I woke up in the middle of the night to like the shadowy figure in the corner of my room. Like it looked like a full grown man and he was laughing. And at the same time, my sister, um, the next morning I like mentioned it like, oh, I had this really weird, like I saw a shadow figure in my room and he was laughing. And then my sister was like, well, I was having a dream that I was being strangled by someone. What? At the same time. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. So this wasn't a coincidence. And then uh, my mom's story, we were at the time, Tommy and I had moved out. Um, we had just gotten married. And then my sister was out at a friend's house. So my mom was home alone. And our stairs are really creaky, like really, really, really creaky because they're all hardwood, but like crappy hardwood. Um <laughs> And she heard someone walking up the stairs while she was reading and our cats weren't there. My sister's cat is an outdoor cat. So no one was there. And so she said it sounded like a full grown person walking up the stairs. And so she put her book down like super calm, like not even freaked out. She's home alone and this is happening. And she was like, Oh, um, you know, it's nice of you to visit me, but you don't need to be here. It's okay. And then we haven't had any spooky experiences since then. Wait, okay, why is your mom such like a badass? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because like she kind of believes in like reincarnation and all of that. So I guess like spooky stuff doesn't really freak her out. Okay. But whereas me, I would have been like, <laughs> yeah, I would have just like cried. I would like curled up in a ball in the corner and started crying. But I'm I've such heard a that you could tell I was. <laughs> I'm such a weenie, so like I would probably be like, "Oh my god, Tommy, come over!" I feel that that I'm same. I like horror, but like in fiction, you know, I like to watch it on a screen. I don't. Like yeah, 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 yeah. But like the whole like me being touched by one and everyone seeing my hair move, like I don't know. At the time before all of this, like I was interested in ghosts. Like I didn't really, I wasn't. I didn't believe, but then I wasn't really like a skeptic because it's like, well, you know, it's possible if they have like unfinished business or like, you know, they just want to say hi or whatever. Yeah. But um, up until that point, I hadn't really thought about it. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, yeah, this is, yeah, it's real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So weird. And I guess like um, when my grandpa passed away, he visited me in a dream. So like saying goodbye. So I, I don't know. I think it's possible for spirits to visit you and all of that. 
he hasn't visited me since it was like right after he passed away like the next or that night when he passed away um he said bye to me and it felt really real and he was like all like um glowing and he was really warm and it was nice so I, I kind of love that yeah I got closure because like uh he was at in a hospice home so like when he passed away it was really sad because he wasn't it wasn't him definitely yeah and it happened like we went to go to Rite Aid or something to pick up his medication and then we got the phone call that he had passed away so I didn't I got to say I didn't really get to say bye because I told him bye when we went to go pick up his medicine like okay we'll be back I love you see you later so it wasn't really like a goodbye. So then that night when I had the dream, that was a definite, I got to say goodbye to him. And I told him that I loved him and he said, don't worry, I'll be fine. So it was really nice. Yeah. (laughs) So I I that one. (laughs) I like, I I prefer the nice ghost stories to the uh, scary ones. Like my mom had, where it's like, she's so like, eh, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I prefer those two where it's just like a loved one. That's just letting you know, like they're okay. Mm -hmm. And you get to, you get your closure and you get your moment to say goodbye. Exactly. I would prefer that to the creepy touching and the hair. (laughs) I've heard like, I've heard stories about like what your mom did and just said like, okay, no, thank you. Basically Mm -hmm. very respectfully being like, okay, that's no, thank you. You can go ahead Mm -hmm. and And it works, but I I can't imagine that I would ever be calm about it. I would probably be freaking out the whole time, but she was really nice. So maybe that helped. I don't know. But like mine and my sister's experience was definitely like, he was not nice. Yeah. (laughs) Because he's laughing while my sister's being strangled in her dream next door. So (laughs) did you hear the laughing or you just like saw the shadowy like laughing? I heard the laughing. It was horrifying. Like it sounded like he, he was tall. It was a really tall figure. Like I'm five, nine. But he looked like maybe he was six feet. And it was like, I could, it was a real shadow. And like, Tommy wasn't living with me. He wasn't staying the night or anything. So, and then, yeah, it was, I thought someone had broken in because it was like such a dark figure. And like the laughing wasn't like, it was clear as day. It wasn't um, like muffled or anything. And like, I'm a really light sleeper. So he woke me up really easily. Yeah. That would be my first thought is like a home invasion kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's like, that's where my logical brain would go to for sure. Yeah. So I thought it was. So then, um, like I kind of stayed in bed for a second and then I turned on the light really fast and obviously he was by my lamp. So I'm pretty sure if it had been a home invader, they, I wouldn't have made it to the light. Right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They wouldn't have managed to turn it on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm yeah, glad it was, that it was just a ghost. I don't is that <laughs> Yeah, I and I'm glad that like my mom was respectful and we haven't had any watch. Now we have total experiences <laughs> after this. But it's been a couple years, so we haven't really had anything spooky happen yet. But I figure as long as you're respectful and maybe that'll help, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, same. I'm like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't try to like summon anything. If mm-hmm. there is anything, I'm like, I'm respectful of it. I don't need any proof. You don't have to come and like be around me or anything. I'm yeah. just, you stay over there and I'll stay over here. <laughs> a friend of mine, well, a couple friends of mine do practice, which I don't know what witchcraft, I guess that's the proper term for it. So I guess if I needed anything, they could come for a saging or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a banishment. <laughs> And they're in town, so I could just be like, hey, can you come over? Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you well, have we haven't needed that. People. 
Good. No, your yeah. mom your mom got it taken care of, no problem. Yeah, just by being nice. Like, that's cool. And then yeah. she went back to reading like nothing happened. So weird. <laughs> like, a, it's like having like a telemarketer call or something. Your mom was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm good. Thank you. It's Thanks. normal. <laughs> totally normal. I guess maybe because like she, like my parents split up when I was eight. So maybe like she found that inner strength from that and so like she's just such a badass that like (laughs) the ghost was like okay sorry (laughs) (laughs) totally totally and she was really nice and the ghost was like well since you asked so nicely Mm -hmm. okay I'll see myself out yeah bye because after that she said no noises no nothing and then you know we haven't had anything since so oh cool well thanks mom cool (laughs) yay (laughs) if i ever need to i'm gonna try that method but i'll be like totally shitting my pants the whole time and just pretending like oh no 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 no, thank you (laughs) yeah you can leave now (laughs) i'd be like pretty pig yeah and the ghost is like nah yeah the ghost is like no you're totally shitting in your pants right now it's cool i'm gonna i'm gonna stick around because this is entertaining just to see what happens yeah (laughs) Well, cool. I like. I love all of those. I'm glad that you had the happy one with your grandpa, though. That was yeah, funny. that's the best one, I think. Yeah. The rest were kind of like, ooh. Yeah, I, I prefer the nice ones. Uh, are you ready Ready for the questions? Yes, I yeah. am. All right, all right. And no pressure on these. It's okay if you're not super into horror. <laughs> I know, I told you. I was like, I'm a big weenie, and I haven't watched them in a really long time, so. Well, your, your version of horror, even if it's like, you know, like a mm-hmm. special from when you were a kid. That counts. <laughs> yeah. All right. Who's your favorite uh, final girl? Uh, Lori from Halloween. Okay. <laughs> I know that's like everyone's like typical, but I mean, she actually like fought back and she kind of was a, more aware of her surroundings than the te- typical final girl. Right. Because she like spotted him and was like, uh. <laughs> and then she actually like, I, I feel like she hurt him. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Even though he got away. And then, you know, in the newer one, she's just like, oh, great. He's back. I know what to do. Yeah, like, yeah. She's like, she's, your mom is Laurie Strode. Hold on. Is there it, you go. What? She has experience. Yeah. She's just like, I'm good. It's a common answer, but, like, I get why. Like, she's kind of, like, the ultimate final girl. So Because I was going to say, like, Katrina from Sleepy Hollow, but I don't really know if she's considered a final girl because... I mean, like, other people got killed off before her. Right. But I don't know. I don't feel like she was in that much danger because it was kind of like the horseman wanted her. Yeah. I don't think he really wanted to kill her. And then also (laughs) the chick. The chick wanted to kill her, but I don't think the horseman was probably like hubba hubba. So. (laughs) I'm going to keep this one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now I want to rewatch Sleepy Hollow. Oh, Tommy hasn't seen it. Oh my god! So it's on. It's on Netflix, and I was obsessed with anything Johnny Depp. So yeah. like when Pirates came out, I was like, oh my god, I need to watch all of his films. Yeah. So I fell in love with it, even though it's, it's. I wouldn't say it's like super scary. It's a little more gory, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I love it. So Tommy's gonna watch spooky. it. That's good. Yeah, I'm exactly. For him to watch I'm gonna it. I love that movie. I'm gonna make him watch it because now it's on Netflix. So it's like yes. And I yes. told him like he has this thing with blood so I just warned him I'm like I mean he is one of those like (laughs) medical examiners so it is kind of gory yeah but just a heads up there's gonna be a Mm -hmm. a lot of blood don't faint (laughs) yeah (laughs) just have like smelling salts on hand he'll be fine yeah or like a fan 
Yeah, <laughs> just both, both. Yeah, like a, pa- a palm leaf. He's like, I only. Want I make candles, so that should help. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, what was your most traumatic horror experience? Okay, <laughs> um, I at the time um, we were living with my aunt and my cousins, and sort of out of rebellion, my mom always told my aunt loved horror films, so my mom was always like, "Don't when your aunt is watching one, don't come in because you're gonna have nightmares, and you know you're gonna." hate it. And so out of rebellion, I went into the room when my aunt was watching the bride of Chucky. Okay. I think that's what it was called. Right. Yeah. And, um, those movies just, I can't, I can't with them. Even like just seeing a commercial for it on, on Hulu or something. It's like, Oh my God. So I walked in when he, he was talking to her. I think like they had just killed someone together. And I had nightmares for a really long time after that. Oh my gosh, Chucky <laughs> I nightmares. Put, I had to put all of my stuffed animals like away. Cause I was just like, <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> you might be possessed or something. Nice. So just like those five seconds of me walking into the room with them, just talking like after they were, they had either killed someone or they were planning to kill someone. And that was good enough for me. That's all it takes. Five seconds to get scarred. Yeah. That's all you need mm-hmm. forever. I think I was like eight or nine. So oh, it's yeah. kind of a scary movie for a young kid. Oh, for sure. That's like a very prime age too for like to, mm-hmm. to be scarred forever. Scarred for life. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people <laughs> happens right around that age where they're like, nope, I don't fuck with this. Yeah. This mm-hmm. one moment when I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm fine with some like cheesy stuff like the mummy with like Brennan Fraser. I still love it. And, like, I grew up watching Buffy, and I wanted to be a vampire slayer when I was little. Yeah, of course. Like, that's my kind of scary, where you know it's kind of campy, kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I love camp. (laughs) That's, like, my number one is camp, for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, What's your favorite horror franchise? Um, I... Sorry, I'm looking down at my answers. Um, So, Sleepy Hollow, but also the Lost Boys. Um, I know it's not stereotypical horror, but I grew up in Santa Cruz. So that was like a uh, big yes. thing growing up in my childhood. And like, I grew up like going to the comic book shop. It's not on the boardwalk, but it's in downtown. And they have the comic book from the movie. So you can go there and they don't let you hold it. They hold it. And then you can get a picture <laughs> next to it. Um but my mom remembers when they were filming it, uh, there was a lot of noise complaints because of the night shoots and the helicopters. Ah. So people were complaining about it to the newspaper and stuff like, it's too noisy. But now it's such like a big film and Tommy loves it. I love it. My mom actually hasn't seen it in a really long time. So I'm thinking maybe this year we'll watch it all together and she'll like remember stuff from when they were filming it. So That's so cool. That's mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites. So like behind the scenes stuff like that. I think it's so mm-hmm. cool that your mom was like there during the filming and remembers like bits of what was happening. That's awesome. Yeah. So when people, um, they'll like post about the Lost Boys, not actually, it's kind of like a year round thing. I follow a lot of spooky people yeah. <laughs> and um, they... We'll post about it. I'm like, I'm from Santa Carla. <laughs> I guess this I, pride thing. Oh, for sure. I would claim that like crazy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I still need to make my pilgrimage to the boardwalk. I haven't gone yet. Oh, yeah. It's fun. You can, um, well, I don't know about now if they're open, but you can still go when it's closed and like stand where they stood or like yeah. the stairs they went off in their motorcycles or like where the really greased up guy played the saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> Sexy sax man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the one thing I think everyone really remembers from that movie is that part. How can you not though? I mean, 
they still play it um, when they do movies on the beach. That's like one of the first ones they will play and it sells out super fast. Okay. I don't really know why they charge you for it because the beach is big, but. I mean, not gonna lie, I would pay a lot of money to watch Lost Boys <laughs> on the boardwalk where it takes place. Like, yeah. Sure. So now I wanna do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> All right, Addie, that's my bucket list. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are there any horror films that you would like to see rebooted or remade? I actually, um, I know this is, people are gonna be like, <gasps> but I think a lot of the black and white films. Okay. Um, just because I know people are familiar with the image, like, oh, there's Frankenstein, there's the bride, there's, but I don't think they've actually seen them. Right. So I think if they were to reboot them, like still set them in like the beautiful Gothic, like um, times that they were filmed, but like reboot them, maybe make them like with big stars or whatever. Like I think Idris Elba would be a really cool Dr. Frankenstein. Um, I love and then, that. And then maybe that would make people be like, oh, we should watch the originals and see or read the books even. Like, I'm a big reader. (laughs) So I think that if they were to reboot those, uh, maybe it would encourage more people to see the originals and give them more love. Because I think it's just the imagery that people know, like, oh, the poster of this, the poster of that. But they don't know the actual film itself. And they're such beautiful films that I think they need more love in yeah, I think you're right. There are a lot of people who are familiar, obviously, with, like, it's very iconic images and stuff, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, oh, did you see? And a lot of them usually haven't gone back. Or they them. they know what Nosferatu looks like, but they haven't seen the movie he's yes. in. Yeah. Because they know it from, like, Spongebob. And it's like, well, <laughs> you haven't actually seen the movie, though, so maybe you should watch that. I'm all, no, it's an existing character. They took it from something, <laughs> and it's worth and watching. Spongebob can make it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's brought to you, courtesy of Spongebob. (laughs) Are there any horror films uh, that you think should be off limits to reboots and remakes? I have two. I have Young Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Just because that would be so tragic if they tried to redo that. (laughs) Especially if Gene Wilder is just a genius. Yeah. And um, also The Exorcist, because it is still terrifying to this day. Yes. And they don't need to touch it. It's good. Like, it's, it's golden. Just leave it. Yeah. I still can't somebody, finish it. That, that movie, like, fucks with me so badly. And I, there's a lot of uh, possession films, obviously, and exorcism mm-hmm. films that have come out after. Nothing mm-hmm. even comes close. Like, nothing no, touches that. Nothing. It's just one of those things where you just have to hear even the music or you see a picture of it and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, scarred for life still from exactly. that. Exactly. It just, like, plants this little seed of dread within you. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little bit of it, that movie, and you're just, like, instantly transported back to just, like, feeling horrified. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, like, not wanting to sleep in your bed because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. afraid you'll float or something, like, <laughs> ugh. Exactly. Uh, okay, you're the final girl in a horror film. What do you <laughs> want your kill song to be? Tommy wanted me to say It's a Small World, <laughs> but I thought that that was way too terrible to do to people. <laughs> okay. So I said, um, Girls Not Gray by AFI. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay. It's one of my favorite, favorite, they're my favorite, one of my favorite bands. Like, oh, everyone has a girl crush. Even Tommy has a girl crush on Davey Havoc. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, even like my mom's coworkers think he's adorable, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Um, but they're my favorite band and that's like one of my all-time favorite songs by them. So 
That's cinematic as fuck. Like, that's a really cool one. I like that. Okay. (laughs) A lot better than it's a small world. Yeah, and traumatic. (laughs) So traumatic. That's just a little too, like, evil to do to people. But that's my husband. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be his kill song. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) All right, last question. I know you're not super into horror, but I know you do dabble in it and you do enjoy it. So Mm -hmm. why horror? I think it's just one of that those genres where it's kind of for everyone where like a weenie like me enjoys some of them. And then it's, you can just like respect the time and the work and the story that goes into it. Like even the super campy ones, like they're still fun. And it's just evolved so much from like, you know, the black and white films and Alfred Hitchcock to now, which more it's like psychological and racially terrifying and it's more you can relate to it even more so with all these great movies coming out and I think it just has a little bit of terror for everyone how depending on how scared you want to be or how scarred you want to be but it's (laughs) it's definitely um evolved so much that I think that there's beauty in that because it's stood the all these years, you know, the test of time. The test of time, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you're such a horror fan. I don't know why you're like, oh, I'm not like a super like horror girl. I'm like, you totally are. Yes, you are. I'm a weenie horror girl. <laughs> That's fine. That's its own brand. There's like, there's a whole <laughs> slew of horror movies that are like perfectly fine for weenies and they're so fun and so good. The subgenre for weenies. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm a I'm a horror girl, but I feel like that's some of my favorite stuff is like the campy, super fun Mm -hmm. horror, you know? Like Jeepers Creepers. Oh hell yeah! Jeepers Creepers is fucking scary. That's not for me. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I I love it. I love that one. And then oh, another one. Like when I was like, I don't know if I should say House of Wax because I never really finished it because it was just so awful. (laughs) So maybe if they read that one minus some of the actors or like you know. They gave it more story. Maybe that would be better, too. Like the 2000s one you don't like or the original? No way. The 2000s one. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that movie. I couldn't take it seriously with Paris Hilton in it. <laughs> oh. well, spoiler alert. Maybe you get to see her get killed off. I don't know. Like... Oh, yeah. I guess that would be <laughs> upside. <laughs> but maybe if they redid that one, it would be. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, mean, the... I really like the remake, but I think another remake they would it would probably be pretty good also. Mm-hmm. There's right. so many yeah, good that's... actors out there now. So yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Like if really can cast me. Oh, just throwing it out there. Just in case, you know, all right. <laughs> so you can do a uh, Paris Hilton's character in the, in the new, new house of wax. Give Minus the blow job. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Yeah. She's like, Oh, I was looking for my chapstick. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You didn't believe her? See, I believed her. I, didn't, I mean, I was giving her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> mm-hmm. No benefits here, lady. No benefits. <laughs> all right, that's all I've got for you. Right. Thank you for sharing your uh, Oh, yeah. This was a lot of fun. I was kind of nervous, but I had a lot of fun. And it's nice to see you. I know. It's like, so nice to see people's faces. Like, I, this is my favorite part of this. And, like, I don't have a lot of human contact. Like, none mm-hmm. of us do. So I'm like, oh, my God, it's so nice to, like, see a face and, like, talk about stuff that I like to nerd out about. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. And there you have it, creeps. Thank you so much to Marco and Erica for joining us for our virtual half-assed Halloween party and for sharing their creepy tales. As always, thank you so much for listening. 
I don't know what I'm gonna be for Halloween. I've never stayed in for Halloween. I'm gonna stay in this year, obviously, um, but I still wanna dress up. I think it's a little bit hard because I kind of do like a closet cosplay every week. So I wanna go like a little bit harder for Halloween, but like not super hard because I'm gonna be sitting on my couch. Give me some ideas, let me know what your costumes are gonna be and how you're gonna celebrate this year. Since it is Halloween, I have a special bonus episode this week. On actual Halloween, I will be uploading a spooky story episode for your listening pleasure, which I'm very excited about. And that's all I got. Happy Halloween. I hope you've all been finding ways to celebrate all month long, all week long. And I'll catch you Saturday for a special bonus spooky story episode and some more spooky shit. Bye.